This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No days off! No days off! No days off! No days off! This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball! <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Mr.com. On WEEI.com. Podcast uh, post mini camp edition. Uh, not really much happening with the Patriots, but we got some things we'd like to discuss. Uh, Stefan Gilmore is still under contract for $7 million and doesn't seem like he likes that. Uh, there was a report from Mike Giardi that he was in town. This week, whatever that means. Um, where do you see this Gilmore thing trending? Well, first of all, I'm going to continue to get annoyed by things like that where, correct me if I'm wrong, he likely has a residence around here. Yeah, probably. So like, oh, he's in town. I don't know. Maybe he had to take the garbage out. He forgot the recycling. Like he has a house. He lives here at least a portion of the year. Um I just like was he at the the Hertz counter at Logan? Is like that where well, it came? Well, that from? started because I think Jerry Thornton did a blog that some fan sent him a picture of him on the plane, right, coming to Boston. So okay. then, a lot of people come to Boston every day, especially people that have residences in the greater Boston area. They often come to the like. If, if that's all we have to go on, like, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I didn't think it was really a story. I mean, it's- but I, I will say, are we? Like the one thing for me is it's it's funny because this has flipped a complete 180. I think there was a period of time, probably somewhere between middle of last season through the early winter, where everybody expected Gilmore was gone. He was going to get traded. Yeah, now I, I would like, say from the trade deadline to the draft. Right. Now I feel like it's gone the other way and everybody's just like, oh, no, it'll be fine. They'll figure something out, which me, I, I'm i talking for myself, too. But like now everybody's 100 percent that he's he's going to be on the team. They'll figure it out. That's fine. Well, if we were really wrong about just assuming he was going to get traded, couldn't we be really wrong that this is a easy fix, you know, bump in pay and he'll be happy kind of situation? And I guess so my question is or my you know, supposition is like, it's possible that he doesn't start the season. Sure. It's possible. I I'm just kind of like what you said that off the top, like it doesn't seem contentious on both sides. I think it's going to get done. Like, yeah, but he's see, I think one of the things that hurts us there is like, just think of his personality when he's getting ready. He talks trash in a whisper, like, like think of that. Like 
if you're not in well two years ago if you're not right in front of him you you can't hear what he's saying in like the post game like group media settings but sometimes he'll say like i'm the best cornerback in the game and i shut down the like it's like and then you go back because you almost didn't hear it you got to like go back and transcribe your phone and you're like wait a minute he just said something that's Ty Law like or Deion Sanders or like Jalen Ramsey like, but because he whispers it and there's no facial expression, you almost miss it. So isn't it possible that a guy that has that type of attitude could go through a, a, a holdout now. And then like, we're not properly like he didn't sit down with the globe. Like Ty Law once did and call Bill Belichick a liar and say, he's taking food out of his family's mouth. Cause I don't think he would do that. Cause if he did, he would whisper it. No one would hear it. Like, I'm just wondering if there's any chance that we're now underselling or underplaying like his leverage or the possibility that he could utilize his leverage. Well, like to me, I think all he wants is like, I don't think he needs a long-term extension. I just think he wants a bump for this year. And if you're the Patriots, we've talked about this plenty of times before you need him on your team. So why not give him the $5 million then maybe more with incentives? I I agree a hundred percent with you, but like what, also, what are we looking for to to take it further and not report? Well, like guaranteed money because you're he's not getting any younger. Some of us think he wasn't quite as good last year. He wasn't. He, that's that's a fact. He was banged up. He missed time. Also a fact. If he goes into another one of those seasons, like his last, this may be his last opportunity to to get any real money, any like security. And maybe he wants that. Maybe he wants a, a flat out, you know not a dummy extension, but like a real extension with, you know, a check for $15 million divvied over three years plus salaries in those three. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think it's possible that he could, that we are just kind of presuming too much in terms of how easy this could be to fix. I guess that's all I'm saying. Well, I guess if to further that point, if it was so easy, why didn't it get done last week? Right. Or why hasn't it got done this week? Like, He's in town. Right. And, and like we all talked about at the time, um, you know, like the Julio Jones thing and like they didn't end up getting Julio. So they didn't use any money there. And the money's just sitting there for the possibility of whatever you want to do with Stefan Gilmore still just sitting there. Um, it's kind of the anti Cam Newton. Like a remember a year like they didn't have any money and they couldn't do this. And, and then they kind of had money later and probably could have done it a little differently. This is the, they got plenty of money and they could be doing Stefan Gilmore and they're choosing to do nothing. But I mean, I, I don't want to mischaracterize my thoughts. I still think it makes sense for both sides to figure it out, to find a way to, to bump the pay to some incentives, some guaranteed money, um, whatever, but everybody is assuming that or presuming that. And, you know, sometimes when you do that, just like when you presumed he was going to be traded, right. He wasn't. Everybody did because there was, what was that? The trade headline Versini had that they wanted a first round pick and everybody was like, Oh, they're trying to get more value than, you know, what they probably could. And then everybody was saying the draft, that'll be the time. And then the draft came and went, you still on the team. And yeah, everybody flipped their thoughts. Oh, well, he's still on the team now. So they'll work something out. Right. And can you still, can you still get, cause you know, sort of what I was told at the time is they could get a second round pick almost whenever they wanted. Well, can you still get a second round pick for an injured cornerback who's looking for a new contract? I mean, is that still the value? I think that's a tough ask for a team to give, give up for a guy that hasn't shown anything off that quad injury. And even before the injury wasn't himself. Right. Like, I don't know. I, 
I probably personally, I want to give up a second round pick for him. I think that's too much. And I think you can argue that it's fair to argue like, cause Julio was older coming off an injury. But the one thing Julio has going for him, if you're the Titans is he's a fixed cost, you know, the contract that you're acquiring. You don't know that for multiple years with Gilmore, I guess, you know, it for this year, it's a cheap contract for this yep. year that you'd be acquiring, but he might not play for you either. He'll say, no, I'm not going there either. If, if I don't get a new contract. So, I mean, my gut still says, okay, he'll be on the team. I think it's important that he's on the team. Those of us that think the defense could be great, could be dominant. Um, you know, you need him. He's, he's a top corner. So I just, I don't know. I wonder if what discussions we'll be having like July 25th, 6th, 7th. I have know. a question relating to this whole thing is, are they deciding like for the long term, like for 2022 and beyond, are they deciding between Gilmore or JC Jackson? I can't imagine like I can't imagine them just swapping out JC Jackson for Gilmore. Like, I mean, maybe that's my personal bias of, I don't think he's that good. I think he's always been overrated from, you know, a couple of years ago when whatever. PFF of the world had him as a top cornerback in the league. Right. And then we've seen him get opportunities to prove him. And I'm not saying he's not good. Mm -hmm. Like, He's got great ball skills. He finds a way to be around the football. Now, he's a solid NFL cornerback. He's just not an elite number one shutdown guy. Yeah, I'd say he's good. He's good. If you're lucky enough to have him as your two, I think you're really happy. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have him as your one, I think he's a second half of the league tier yep. number one. And the going rate for cornerbacks is high, whether you're you know really worth it or not. So he's going to hit the open market. Now we also have to remember he was an undrafted guy. So he wants to get paid. It's got some of that Malcolm Butler. I was going to say, it's the exact scenario as Malcolm Butler and Stefan Gilmore towards the end, the last year for Butler. And it's, it's the opposite of Gilmore who entered the league as a top 10 pick. So he got paid the day he became an NFL player, right? These guys, they see this one big contract, which has to come, you know, four years into their career, or, I mean, I guess you could franchise and fight, but that's their payday. They know they're, you know, probably not going to get another one. We just talked about it with Gilmore. So they have to get paid. They can't leave money on the table. And I don't fault them for that. That position is, is huge money. Who knows, you know, sort of the bounce back of the cap and the TV contracts where that position goes as we know quarterback, pass rusher, cover guys. Those are, that's where the money gets invested most of the time in free agency. So no, I can't, that would stun me if, you know, we're waiting for a Gilmore extension or tweak and they're somewhere along the line is like an extension with JC Jackson. And you go, Holy crap. Like they gave him $70 million. I just, I can't see it. I quite frankly, can't see them even franchising him next year. Like JC Jackson. No. Yeah. I, I, at whatever that number is going to be, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure it's what fifteen million dollars. Fifteen plus, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I can't see them investing that in him. Um, I also, I don't remember when Mike Reese wrote about when there was the discussion of what the Patriots thought of Butler. Mike Reese had that really weird report, vague reporting oh, of yeah. when you take a player, you get everything that comes with him on and off the field. And it was, I don't know if it was fair for Butler. I don't know if it's fair for me to bring up that same sentiment then for JC Jackson, but 
I, I don't know how they feel about JC Jackson, the worker, the off the field guy, the, the whatever comes into that total package. And Reese is right. If, if you're investing, you know, $70 million in a guy, you should pre- feel pretty comfortable about everything he does and everywhere and not really fear what you're getting into. Correct. You're right. Well, we'll see. This conversation could be different a month from now, but for right now, I think the, the growing sentiment is something we'll get done. But like you said, maybe there's a chance it doesn't, and we could have, be having a different conversation in a month from now. Right. Um, other, uh, Matt, did you want to get to, is there any leftover thoughts on Mac Jones, Cam Newton that you want to bring up? Well, I told you this, I'm going to delve into, we should nickname Cam Newton. He nicknames everybody else. And I know he's got Superman and I don't know whatever his old nicknames are, but I'm not sure any of his old nicknames really are appropriate for what he is here and now in New England as the Patriot. Well, I won't even say as the Patriots quarterback, as a guy competing to be the Patriots quarterback under Bill Belichick. So I may put that out on Twitter and see what kind of responses I get at some point as to what people now I've heard people like the obvious one, the in response to Mac Jones, you have the fig Newton idea. If we're just going to stick with obvious food related products. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to be very positive. No, I think there'll be a lot of negative. I was just, is Isaac Newton the guy who invented gravity, right? The apple? Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. yeah. So law of gravity or something. When he throws the ball, it goes right into the ground. <laughs> something along those lines. Yes, I, I, I'd be willing to bet you get ninety-eight percent negative nicknames. I would too. Um, which leads me to a, a legitimate question. So I am going to do a roster projection this week. Mm-hmm. For- weei.com you know it's very clever no one else has ever thought of it no one else does them and also they're getting earlier and earlier every year i feel like this is really early and a lot of people have already done like three versions i've done them after the draft yeah but anyway um so the quarterback position i'll obviously be tackling how many quarterbacks there are and who they are so someone like me who as of june 15th anointed mac jones the starter Yep. If that's the case, is Cam Newton among my quarterbacks? Nope. If Mac Jones starts week one, I think Cam Newton will be released. I kind of think so too. That's so the reason I, that's we talked about at the time. That's why Brian Hoyer was brought in. So should I um okay, this is a little behind the scenes how the sausage is made. So if I believe that, should Andy Hart's roster projection 1.0 not have Cam Newton on it? Yes. Because I do believe that. Yeah. I think there's a good chance of that. And that could change come the first week in July if you see Mac Jones struggle once the pads come on and Cam Newton looks a little bit better. Like, that's why you can change these things. And that's why, basically, I, when someone says, oh, I had him on my roster, you say, oh, well, you did, like, 10 of them, so I should hope you get at least him right once. But um, you know the reaction will be like, oh, clickbait a-hole. No, it's not. I, it's not clickbait. The, the reason there's reason behind it. You're not just saying he's going to get cut. Like there's a good reason. We we talked about it last week. He didn't really show very well when Mac was showing well and Newton was struggling. He was pouting off to the side. The Patriots probably don't want that. And then just for Newton personally, he would probably want to explore other opportunities and maybe he has a better chance of start of getting a chance to play somewhere else. Oh yeah, I mean, if Mac is starting. 
Newton. He's, he's not coming out. He's your future. So even if he's right. terrible, he's staying out there. You can't jerk him around. So nope. if you decide he's the starter going into the season, he's the starter. I mean, obviously an injury can happen, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, you know, the reaction is going to be negative. If I, if I do that and like tweet it out, are you going to get the trolls and the trash and the, and which I'm fine with, I don't care. I mean, right. I just, it, but it is what I think. I, I think there's a good chance Max, your starter. I'll, yeah, let's get into that for a second. Okay. So Albert Breer writes, Mac Jones in Monday Morning Quarterback, Sports Illustrated, just a, a little like one paragraph note that Mac Jones has done enough to merit a real competition. Like, I mean, was there an alternative? I was just going to say, he was the number 15 overall pick. I think he did enough just by being selected there to deserve a real competition. And the opposite is true. Cam Newton did enough last year that whoever is out there should be getting a legitimate chance right. to compete. It could, have been, it could have been Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Right. I, like, I understand that Tom Brady, part of his career, or Rob Gronkowski, or whoever, when they are in training camp, it's great that the second quarterback looks better than Tom Brady. He's not competing for the job and he shouldn't be Tom Brady's earned the right that I know what he is. I know the track record, even though over the, over the years, Bill would always say everybody has to reestablish themselves every summer. The reality is you don't just like, I don't think Jason Tatum should be competing for his starting job next year or David Pasternak or Brad Marchand or, Xander Bogarts, if Xander Bogarts has a terrible spring and the, the, there's another shortstop who's hitting better, fielding, every, he does everything yeah, better, good. it doesn't matter because they've established a certain level of play and consistency and all of that. But Cam Newton established nothing last year that was positive other than, yes, I know, I need the disclaimer, little asterisk, you read down below, Newton did have 12 rushing touchdowns. Yes, he did have 12 rushing touchdowns. Well, and he was a good teammate. And he has, he's a funny guy and people like him. He's a good teammate, but like the second, any other quarterback walks in the door, they merit the right to have a legitimate competition with Cam Newton. I mean, basically was that just saying that Matt Jones, like didn't like crap his pants on the practice field and like basically showed he could play in the, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess, but even if he I, did, I don't know what you're right. I don't know what he could have done. That would have said the opposite. Like, even if he crapped his pants for, six OTA sessions and three mini camps in his first month with the playbook in Foxborough. I don't give a rat's ass. He's he merits a that I drafted him to merit a legitimate competition against a guy who Robert Kraft did not have on his mind when he said the future of the quarterback position. Correct. Correct. And, and Kraft was right. The future of the quarterback position is not Cam Newton. Nope. The past was Cam Newton and it was an ugly past with ugly passes. Like, that's just the reality. So, I mean, I blogged it. Don't get me wrong. I blogged yeah. the beer note just because that's what we do. The information, you flow, blah, 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 aggregation. It's the stupid freaking media culture we live in. But, like, the, when you really think about the words, yeah, of course he merits a competition. Like, why wouldn't he? Like, just, I don't know why it frustrated me, but we can move on. I don't know. Right, we can get into this later on over the summer, but do you have any inclination thoughts and how they'll um approach this like rep situation because you can't give cam newton all the reps with the ones and mac jones all the reps with the twos so how do you think they'll go about um 
giving the the quarterback the best chance to prove themselves. I think initially in camp it'll be Cam one, Mac two with like a first couple. We we should get into that when I when I mean camp, I mean like pads on, which is like day six or something, seven. Like no, they can't they go on after two days? No, I think they have. Oh, oh, I guess it's all different now, right? They have a bigger buildup now. Yeah, and then they would the. I want to say the pads aren't coming on until the second week. Cause like there's You're like right. a four day of this, of, two yeah. days of that. And then there's an automatic off day. And then that next day I think is like where it starts to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I'm talking about is when the pads come on, I think initially you'll still have cam is the obvious one drills, everything cam takes the first one. And then I think it's going to change pretty quickly. And I think you're going to see him mixed in. Mac. Is this before a preseason game or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this okay. I'm saying like day two of pads. Day one of pads, it looks like Cam's the one. And day two, you're like, oh, so Stid, um, Mac's getting some reps here. Okay, interesting. And I think we're going to go from there. Um, it will get more interesting once the, the preseason games, yes. how that gets treated. Although – we also are going to have to deal with the, whatever the changes are in philosophy based on there's three preseason games and not four and how and a week off a right. bye week for everybody. That's going to be different. Yes. And in the midst of joint practices, you got two joint practices in your second and third preseason game. Like oh, still they still haven't announced that yet, which I think is oh. kind of surprising. Oh, okay. I'm assuming you have two joint practices. Well, the, the Panthers announced they have two joint practices. So why can't right. the Patriots? So, I mean, obviously those competitive practices, we've seen Belichick at times treat them as more value than the actual preseason game. Which I think Um, it's fair and makes a lot of sense. Right. So there will be a lot of analysis in there, but I I think Mac is going to get legit. But then the other thing is, how will you, I mean, I guess the tell is the offensive line and the tight ends, like, because the receivers aren't that good. So like, you could say they can argue that he's working with the ones when it's really the twos, right? For all I know, you know, him and Nelson Aguilar are out there. The twos or threes might be out there. Like I don't, so I guess you the tight ends, but even the tight ends, they'll rotate. They can't think so little of Devin Asiasi, who I think, you know, had a, had a nice spring. The true tell is probably in a preseason game and who lines up with the, with the offensive line. Right. Right. But even then, you know, they're going to mix in guys on the line. They always do. Or they're yeah. going to move Michael on when you around or Ted Karras around like they, you know, doing. Bill will probably do his thing sometimes where like, doesn't, has he done this in the past? We'll throw the quarterback in like mid series just to simulate yep. it. And you don't really know what that actually means. And you right. Know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going, it's going to drive Bill nuts. First of all, because he's going to get asked questions every day. The questions and the reporting on it. We're going to get early prediction. We're going to get some um, complaints from the PR department as to how people are covering the reps and sort of anointing ones and twos. And Yes, that's going to be a there'll thing. There'll be some emails sent out because they have their practice policies and you're not allowed to say certain things or or – you know, extrapolate certain things from what you see, blah, blah. There'll be some crackdowns. Cause you're that. not supposed to say, you can't flat out say Cam Newton was working with the twos today. You right. can say Cam Newton took snaps with Ted Karras at center. 
which right. would indicate second team, but you're right. They're probably going to step in and, and say that's not. I think there'll be some early crackdowns because the focus, the magnification of, of that, just Cam and Mac, Mac and Cam back and forth. Uh, side note, just thought of this saying Cam and Mac, Mac and Cam, and, you know, Cam spelled backward, backwards as Mac and everything. Did you know the Suns logo is you can flip it and it's the same both ways? No. Yeah, they, they have like a, 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 not a logo, I guess, but. It's it's a it's an is it an ant not an anagram an ambigram. I was gonna say there's there's a word for that I don't know what but that is. like they have a font where it's S U N S and then when you flip it S U N S okay side note back to Mac and Cam uh, the story of the summer and whenever Bill has the story of the summer you know he hates it he bristles at it pushes back at it the whole thing and he will well because the problem is every single day. It's going to be TV people there that want to – how does Mac Jones look? How does Cam Newton look? And, right. like, he's not going to want to answer that every day. Uh, yeah, he won't. And, and even – honestly, even the players are probably going to sick of it too. All the receivers and tight ends, the number one questions they're going to get asked is, like, what's it like catching passes from Mac Jones? Like, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to be annoying. Uh, it is going to be annoying. Um Damian Harris hasn't talked yet, right? He skipped nope. the other day when he was supposed to talk. He was supposed to talk at the uh, the final day, and yeah, they subbed him out. Because he is one guy with an interesting perspective, given his time at Alabama, knowing Mac Jones there and the other quarterbacks and the, mm. how he worked his way up there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into Tom Brady? Um, yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about a couple things here, Tom Brady and then Bill Belichick. One reason why I continue to love Bill Belichick and some of the stuff he does, even though he drives me nuts with a lot of the crap he does, and I hate him at times, and Tom Brady does things that really annoy me. So I don't believe it's come out yet, but a teaser for LeBron's Barbershop show. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Friday. Okay. Don't say Friday. Later this week upon which we're recording this or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's coming out. Who cares? Anyway, but the teaser they had on a show that also includes Draymond Green, also includes that comedian Chelsea Handler, a few different people, although not LeBron, <laughs> not actually on it. Yeah. Uh, Maverick Carter, I think, is the host, quote-unquote. Uh, Brady talked about his free agency and his tour and everything, and he, he said you know, about one team, he couldn't believe you're going to stick late in the process that turned him down. You're going to stick with that MFR. I won't say the words that he said, um, and according to Jeff Darlington, and it's now roundly accepted, the team he's talking about is the New Orleans Saints. And that MFR is Drew Brees. And Darlington said you'd be surprised how close it came or Brady almost went, whatever. But the, I don't care about that. I care about Brady the fraud again, who always tells us he's generally a positive guy and he doesn't say negative things and he doesn't think negative things and he wishes everybody well. Drew Brees might be the nicest quarterback that's come through the NFL in the last two decades. Yes. And Tom Brady, because it's Tom Brady's world and we're just unliving it, you know, like has to call him an MFer and think like, is it that dumb to think the Saints want to stick with Drew Brees? Like, who the bleep are you? Like, it really, and, and I know people are going to get mad. I'm a Brady hater. I don't give a rat's ass. Like, there are things Brady does. I, because again, this is another example, in my opinion, he's a fraud. Everything externally is positive, and I would never wish, I don't really worry about other people. And the, now he's calling him an mf -er and get thinking the Saints are crazy because they stick with, I don't know, 
a Hall of Fame quarterback. It, right. That, that annoyed me. Did you? I, I don't know what your reaction to it was, but. Well, are you assuming for sure that it's the Saints? Uh, Jeff Darlington said it pretty definitively, and Jeff. Well, Darlington... he said the. Was he referring to Brady's comments? Is that what that was talking? Like uh, I thought he was just throwing it out there just because he thought he had a scoop. Oh, I, I thought he was sort of confirming that that it's was possible. Him. Now it okay. If it's anybody else, I'm like if it were I to me, I think it's a Titans. And that was Ryan Tannehill. Well, now I'm on Brady's side, 100. percent right. If it's the Titans, <laughs> if it's like the Bears, like or the Trubisky, 49ers, even the 49ers. I'm fine with it. The issue I would have is if he's talking about Drew Brees. Yes. But I will say it's it's fraudulent on some level, no matter who it is, because he's not. I know the fact. I know for a fact he's one of the most competitive men on the planet. He's always judging himself against other people and no, and thinking he's better and all that. He just pretends he doesn't. And that's yeah. kind of what bothers me. Like, be a cocky SOB. You are the greatest. It's okay. Like, and I know he's in some ways embraced that more with, you know, TB12 and goats and rings and sevens and like, but he still kind of pretends he's the, oh, shucks. I just do my job and let everything else take care of it. You're full of crap. You were full of crap. Then you're full of crap now. Well, it's also because he always has his little minions sort of do his, like the Jeff Darlington's of the world, the Tom Kearns of the world, like, he kind of gives the whispers his dad for that matter like it's never him he always wants to be portrayed as the the good guy the positive guy but yet behind the scenes it's it's that's probably not the case right whereas i mean just the comparison drew Brees. i think drew Brees is a pretty down-to-earth positive guy like positive worries about his stuff and then kind of the rest just falls into place he doesn't have like i'm not saying tb like he doesn't have the tb12 like it's just drew Brees. like it's drew Brees and his right. family like right well like this is another remember I, I always go back to this remember when the emails about deflate gate there was that whole thing with peyton manning and he was like you know peyton's just about done and i'm just getting started game right. on or something like yeah it's okay that you're ultra competitive it's okay that you compare right. yourself to every but why do you have to hide it? Why do you have to fake the 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 facade or whatever? Like, yeah, whatever. It drives me nuts. Now, I will say, and you know, hindsight, they probably, if it is the Saints, they probably should have gone with Tom Brady, and they'd be looking up and had a better season and all these That's things. Probably. Although, yeah. Saints beat them twice. Uh, Didn't they kill them to start the year? I was going to say they did. They beat them convincingly. Yeah, they beat them twice on the first week of the year, and they smoked them on Sunday Night Football. Hmm. Yeah. How about that MFR kicking your ass, Tom Brady? Well, then they, then they beat the Saints. No game that matter. Well, that's because Breeze, that's because the MFR was dead. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> he couldn't true. throw. Their only throw of the game, remember, like they had that Winston came in, right? And Winston yeah, threw. Yeah, the Hail Mary. Yeah. 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 But, okay. Um, and now let's move on to Bill Belichick. Yep. Who, um, I don't even really know how, again, how we got the video and it's... It wasn't even a video. It was just a picture of him on a Zoom. Right. It, it, it was a picture of him on the Zoom. And then it's him at the... this. The NFL's been doing it like a Zoom convention thing this week for GMs and for... I don't even know what it is. I, I, I'm The GM Summit is what they're calling it. Yeah, okay. GM Summit. And it's some of it's tied into like diversity. And I know... Yeah, like, some of it was... Um... I can't remember the, um, 
Like Ozzie Newsom. Yeah, the Ozzie Newsom thing. And I know Scott Pioli's foundation has done some stuff this week and in conjunction announced it. Um, but anyway, Bill was part of it. Andy Reid, there were a bunch of people that were part of it virtually. And Bill was um, credited with a comment that he doesn't really care about analytics. He'd prefer good players who execute or, or something to that. Something like that. He'd rather have a good execution. Good, he's always been, good execution. He continued crapping on analytics, which he's done various points every once in a while. There's like a Friday press conference during the season over the last few years where he's kind of crapped on analytics and PFF and those types of things. And um, that's another reason for me to like Bill Belichick because I agree with him. Like all this stupid minutia analytics, PFF grades, blah, you know, JC Jackson, as you said earlier, is back cornerback in football. I'm with Bill. I'd rather just have good football players. I don't need the numbers to tell me that a guy is good. I, I watch. But like, I think Bill uses it. I think oh, he, he uses it all the time. Right. All the time. But he I wants know. to give off the impression that he doesn't. Because right. I think it's, I it's another example of like, he understands it's like media hype. Everybody talks about it, uses it, but he doesn't want to give off that narrative that he's kind of in that same boat. See, the, the difference between Bill and I and our hate for analytics, Bill will read every bit of it and look at every bit of it and then say, well, that's stupid. And I didn't need a number to tell me that. And blah. I just ignore it all and avoid it at all costs because it makes me angry and I think it's dumb. That's the difference. You're right. They, they see everything. They read everything just in case, which they should. I mean, right. the old parcels, you're in the business of collecting information. Like you net, just because you think it's dumb or will end up being dumb. You don't just bury your head in your, the sand and ignore it just in case something could help you at some point in time. Um, but I like when he verbally craps on analytics a little bit. It makes me makes me happy. What else do you have on your list? Um, so I, other than Mac Jones, like I was thinking about, like, how's the summer going to go? Like, what are people going to start talking about? Wide receiver. Wide receiver and the continued lack who's of... The, who's the guy, like, who... Who's in the number one? Nikhil Harry, like Aguilar, born. You have some names to, and like, who's going to actually make the team? Like, that's to be one of your more competitive positions. Yeah, I always like to say that just because it's competitive doesn't mean it's good. It's a competition. I, I didn't say it was good. I said competitive. It's going to be competitive with a lot of threes and fours to be number yeah. ones and twos. No, you're right. And, you know, as I do my roster projection, like you brought up uh, Nikhil Harry, that'll certainly be a name to keep an eye on um for trade or cut or however that plays itself out so you think that'll be the biggest non-quarterback story unless stefan gilmore is holding out yes because like tight end like i think people know what they're getting in hunter henry and john smith like you really can't judge much in the preseason like you can't make a proclamation right. on what they're going to be on three preseason games. So I, I don't think they'll be, a, they'll be bigger come the season. And then defensively, everybody like, you know, Dante Hightower is good. You know, Kyle Van Noy is good. Like there's no real, like could Josh Uche, if he's like continues his progression and is a stud, maybe he gets a lot of attention, but I, I still think it's wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. Because the other thing with the defense is you can't really see or prove anything in the preseason or on the practice field or, you know, I, I still remember that game they went to Tampa probably like 10 years ago now 
and I think it was Mayo and Andre Carter were like dominant, like kicking ass. And I was like joking that Mayo and Carter were going to split like defensive player of the year votes. Neither of them will get it because they're going to split the votes on the same team, blah, blah, blah. And nothing that they did in that game really carried over into the regular season. Like they were aggressive. They were blitzing. They were like getting after it. And like, then the regular season starts and it was like bland and like all that. So you're right. But because I, I still think, and I, I wrote this column at some point, like I still think the defense is like, the story like mm-hmm. if they're going to be good and competitive and maybe make the playoffs and wild card, whatever i think it's going to be because of the defense i think that the offense is a you know complimentary oh, no player. question they're gonna be led by their defense this year no matter who's that quarterback right and like if the quarterback's lucky enough to have a path to the postseason late in the year it'll be because the defense is giving him that path and giving him that up because i just i don't think they're going to score enough points where you're like, wow, the offense, wow. Like it's, it's, it's the defense giving them the ability to score enough points to win. Like defense only allowed 14. So they got their 17 or the defense was able to come up with a play and that made 21 points stand late in the game. And you got a, you know, 21, 17 win or something, but you're right. I don't think it's going to get other than the Gilmore holdout or whatever. I don't think it's going to get a lot of attention. I think it's going to be the sexy quarterbacks, Wide receivers, tight ends, that, that'll that dominate. The I mean, maybe running back, but, like, do, do you think there's a ch- any chance that st- uh, Sony Michelle is a surprise trade? Uh, No. Not unless it, it's a trade for a running back. Right. I, I, I can't see them going into the season, even more so now that I saw Ivan Fears and them chew out Ramondre Stevenson in, in OTAs. Like, mm. I cannot see them going into the season. With Damian Harris having – started last year hurt ended last year hurt like you would just be too thin there i mean i know brandon but but if damian harris gets hurt in like october you can't have brandon bolden for like two months as your lead back or right right now i unless they got a running back that they were comfortable with like could be a, a significant contributor in return i think sony michelle's here for the season that's an interesting storyline to keep an eye on is sony michelle his role his attitude like, let's just, we know they do the committee thing and week to week, but let's just pretend for a minute that they go maybe a slightly more traditional route and Damian Harris is the lead back and James White is the passing back, which James White is the passing maybe. back. And Damian Harris stays healthy and Damian Harris gets like, you know, on course for 250 carries or or whatever, 275 carries and Sony's more of like three or four carries a game, five or like he's not sharing it. I, I don't know how he'll deal with that, especially no fifth year option. Oh, yeah. Disappointing crazy. first round pick heading towards free agency. It's hard to get a running back contract in the NFL, even if you're great. Never mind if you're questionable. And I don't know. I, I, I've never, I haven't done a ton of interviews or talked to Sony a lot but I don't know what I think of his overall um, attitude mentality. I think he could be a guy that if the going gets tough, he could be not volatile, but just his attitude or his emotions. Like Damian Harris handled his rookie season very, very well. Correct. I don't know if it'll be the same thing with Sony. And I will say it's a harder situation. 
Oh, yeah, no question. He was a rookie. He, yeah. He's an impending free agent. I got three more years left. I'm a rookie. Oh, look, they made they made James White wait his turn. They made this guy wait his turn. Whereas Sony Michelle is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a first round pick. You already didn't pay me the big money. You're not giving me an extension. I, I need a contract elsewhere, and I'm going to go into free agency with lower than- carries and 400 yards. Yeah. So just, I don't know, worth worth pondering. Now, the biggest key there is for Damian Harris to stay healthy and be the lead back. Because I do think, I think if he stays healthy, he's a 1,200 yard back. I, no I question. Think he, was, offensive he, was on, line he was on pace for, I think, a little bit more than that last year. Yeah. 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 And I like the way he runs. Yeah. And I liked his energy. Everybody wants to talk about Cam's energy. I thought he was very energetic this this spring. So, but again, he's got to stay healthy. Okay. Any other? We miss anything? Did we miss anything? Nope. I think we uh, hit on everything. I mean, we're not going to talk about Tom Curran's fifty greatest Patriots of the Belichick era, right? No. Good. Want to hear about that? They can go to Tom Curran's Patriots podcast. podcast. Yep. Phil Perry doesn't get nearly enough attention. We got some off-season stuff coming. We got some some uh, twenty-one questions with the Patriots coming up, leading into training camp. Some positional stuff, some fifty-man roster projections. Yep. Uh, ranking the roster. We got I love ranking the roster. I'm looking forward to that. You could do that. You could do it even uh, during training camp. Like just do volume two, just like the fifty-three-man roster projections, ranking the roster. I probably I could do that. Like that's one thing I like that Tom Curran does. He does the game preview and then like the like the review, whatever. But like he, he's like, why my preview was wrong, basically. Right, like, right. What he screwed up. Maybe like midway or late in training camp, I'll re-rank the roster and sort of fix my screw ups and, yeah. and things of that nature. Yeah, I like that's a good idea. You just came up with good job. Here we go. I I uh, contributed to this podcast. Okay, now it's uh, now it's summer. It's officially yeah. summer. I see Bill Belichick is like hiking in Tennessee, golf course. His yep. kid's got a wedding. Like he's living the good life. It's time for summer, baby. Yep. He'll be on the Nantucket probably for 28 of the next 30 days. <laughs> probably. And the other two in Tennessee with him. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll do a podcast next week probably, right? Every Actually, week. No, no, we're not doing next week. I'm on vacation next week. Oh. Well, just because you're on vacation doesn't mean we couldn't do a podcast. Actually, yes, it does. Forget it. We're not doing a podcast next week. And then you're on vacation the week after. Yeah, but you can do one without me. You know how to do those types of things. Maybe we'll get Giardi on or something. Oh, we'll figure something out. So uh, maybe yeah. I can break. Maybe I can take a break, have a Miller Light, and do the yeah. podcast with you. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere, so I can do it. All right. Well, we'll figure something out. The, the next podcast might be a little bit delayed, but there'll, there'll be one coming. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy your Fourth of July if we don't talk to you before then. Happy Sunday. That's right. Shoot some fireworks for us. Just be careful. Yeah.